Hey friends, welcome back to your midweek motivation. I'm Brittany and I'm a coach, community builder, and your self-care BFF. My heart is to equip and empower hardworking, purpose-driven women just like you to take care of yourself so that you can go out into your world and serve and love from that overflow. Each week, we'll tackle topics that help you show up as your best self. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood community, and I believe that we weren't meant to do life or our journeys alone. So welcome. Let's do the dang things. Today is such a fun topic. I actually got this idea after I did my weekly grocery haul. So every Friday, if you follow me on social media, most every Friday, I do grocery haul and I love to share with you guys what goes down on my grocery haul and give you guys ideas for your meal plans for the week. So last week, when I was doing my my grocery haul and I was sharing with everybody what was on the menu, I realized that there were a lot of swaps that I've made over the years in my kitchen, especially, that really have been small, like super small swaps, but have actually been really transformative. And it's a lot of education, you know, over the last... I don't know. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old. So over the last 40 years, I've spent 40 years educating myself on what works for me and what foods make me feel my best, what ones don't, and just trying new things. And it's been fun. And so I love sharing that every week, but I got this idea like, hmm, I wonder if it would be a fun midweek motivation to take you guys through the journey of really, uh, swaps, healthy swaps that I've made in my journey, but also I wanted to kind of dig into why diets don't work and flipping to replacement mentality from restriction mentality. So in our world, a lot of us focus on dieting and restricting, and I want to teach you a different way. So let's dive in. The past 10 years, I've worked side by side with women on their health journeys and truthfully, truthfully, regardless how the conversation begins, I can almost guarantee that at some point, the woman I'm working with and chatting with will ask me about or gravitate the conversation towards the D word. Yes, diet. Inevitably, we go there. And it makes sense, honestly, because dieting has been sold in our society as this default solution. But y'all, repeat after me. <laughs> Diets don't work. Think about it. When we consider going on a diet, oftentimes our minds gravitate towards everything that we have to give up in the process. What if though we didn't have to have that mentality? And that's really what I want to dive in with you today. So let's start by looking at some reasons why diets don't work. And I want to like start this episode with the disclaimer that I am not a nutrition professional. I'm not a doctor. I'm not licensed. I'm not certified or anything like that. This is all just me in my own experience, my own education. And I'm empowering you today. Like I'm equipping you with things I've learned, but I also want to put a little disclaimer that we all have to do our own research because everybody's different and our needs are different. So just because I say something does not mean it is gold. I want to empower you to go out after this and do your research, have fun with your journey, explore things, learn what foods work well for you and what doesn't. I just wanna offer you maybe a little shift in perspective and then some fun tips that have come from my trenches along the way. So hopefully we're clear on that. But I found five reasons why diets don't work Whenever I'm working, like I said, side by side with women on their health and wellness journey, these are red flags that I tend to see. So number one, diets 
definitely can lead to disordered eating um, and a bad relationship with food. Hi, I've been there. Restricting things, uh, restricting our food, saying we can't have something and counting stuff like counting macros or calories, they can lead to obsessive and disordered behaviors, skipping meals, then overeating to compensate, ignoring hunger cues and just refusing to eat. Uh, extreme exercise to burn off what you ate. I used to do this like crazy. I would get on the treadmill and use it as punishment for what I ate the night before. And that wasn't serving me. Um, I've seen it in my journey and other women where we obsess over a number on the scale. And I'm going to be real. All those things that I shared have been red flags in my life when I'm headed down that toxic path that is damaging to my relationship with food. Number two, dieting usually backfires and it leads actually to more weight gain versus weight loss post diet. And cue Alanis Morissette right now because I'm hearing the song, isn't it ironic? But what starts as a reason for weight loss ends up turning into weight gain down the road because you can diet and lose all the weight. But that second that you switch up your habits, i.e. like eating normal again, your body's going to react. So if you've been really depriving yourself of certain food groups or um, just caloric intake in general, and then you go back to a regular caloric intake, what is probably recommended for your body type, or you start incorporating food groups back in that might not even be unhealthy. It's just, you haven't been eating them. Your body's going to react. It is a fine tuned machine and it knows what it's doing. And usually the reaction looks like gaining weight back. And I've found for my journey and other women that maybe it's even more than we lost in the first place. So we actually end up gaining more back. So it backfires. Number three, I love this one because I think it's going to be super eye-opening. People usually get stuck in a diet cycle. Diets don't work because we, we are trapped in this vicious cycle that never freaking ends. Let me explain. So the cycle starts with this idea, this temptation uh, that, you know, we should diet. We experience this once we start to think, hmm, like maybe I should lose some weight or pull back on my eating or I'm not feeling my best. And it rarely, if ever, like when I'm talking about this place where we come into that temptation and that thought process, it's different than saying like, I would love to feel better in my skin. I'd love to have more energy. I would love to uh, be more confident in what I'm wearing. It's a very different mindset in this way because it becomes it comes from a place of beating ourselves up. Like we're not doing good enough. Like what we're eating is bad. And this would be a whole other episode, but that idea of like good versus bad food and, and good versus bad habits, like it doesn't work because what ends up happening is we tell ourselves we're bad because we ate bad. And so if you're coming from a mindset where you're beating yourself up and that's your, your starting point, you are in a diet cycle. Once we start the diet cycle, that temptation to begin, and we, we really do say, okay, let's do it. Uh, that's when we start with restricting. We don't allow ourselves to eat certain foods because we're quote unquote on a diet. After restricting, you becomes deprivation where we deprive ourselves. And then that ultimately leads to cravings. The cravings become obsessive. It's the shoulds, right? Like I should be good. I should stick to my diet. I shouldn't eat that. And again, it's not from a healthy mindset, but rather a space where we aren't good enough. And this is a slippery slope. The next part of the cycle is where we break down and we give in. We 
give in to those cravings that we were having. And that can look like, it looks different for everybody, but it could look like binging, overeating, simply just going back to patterns that maybe weren't serving us. And it's that whole, I'll start over on Monday mentality. The final part is where you start to carry the guilt and the shame. And that leads us back to the top of the loop where we start to have that temptation to start another diet. Like that one didn't work for me, but maybe I'll try this one. Or, you know, and and again, it comes from a, it, it comes from a lack negative mindset versus like a growth um, positive oriented mindset. And friends, I've been in this cycle way too many times in my life. And I still catch myself gravitating back towards it because we are sold this lie in society. Diet culture is a real thing. And so I still catch myself gravitating back towards it. So just know that you're not alone. Um, and I hope that all this is just kind of like awareness that helps you maybe find a better way in your life and, and maybe break out of cycles you've been in. So number four, why, why diets don't work is that they focus only on food versus overall holistic health. Now, here's the deal. If you've been around my sisterhood membership or hear me talk about self-care in any way, shape or form, you know that I share that there's not just one form of self-care. There's many forms of self-care. And in, in the same regard, there's not just one form of health, there's many forms of health. When we look at diets, we're only focusing on food, which is the physical component of health. And oftentimes in our self-care, we gravitate towards the physical stuff too. And overall health though and wellness actually has eight categories. It's physical, it's emotional, it's social, intellectual, occupational, environmental, spiritual, financial. There's so many areas of health that when we focus on a diet and we're like, oh, I'm not healthy. Like you can actually be like a really healthy person. You just have a, like you're struggling with the nutrition value of your food. That's very different than, than, you know, not being healthy. Okay. So focusing on our holistic overall health is way more important than just focusing on one category, which is food. And then the last reason why I believe diets don't work is I think that they are, um, I think diet culture is one size fits all, but I believe our diet, I believe what we eat and ingest with our mouths isn't one size fits all because everybody, everybody is different. We have different and unique health needs. Um, and just because the media is hyping gluten-free, for example, doesn't mean that you have a gluten intolerance. Um, just because an influencer out there is talking about keto doesn't mean that it's right for you. And this is where, like I said, I like to have fun with my food and use it as an opportunity to just learn more about myself. I look at what foods and drinks my body loves and what it maybe doesn't agree with. I look at what I crave when I'm about to start my period versus what I crave at the top of my cycle because depending on what stage I'm in of my cycle, um, that also determines what I'm craving and what my body wants in terms of nutrition. And all of this matters and it's unique to you. So like I said, go out there, start exploring. Okay, so we know why diets don't work. Let's talk a little bit about restriction because that's really where diet mentality starts with is this idea of restricting. And I hope that that list that I just shared, those, those five different reasons why I think diets don't work, help you see that long-term, that diet and restricting mentality, it's just not serving long-term health. And one of the things that is important in my journey and something I preach to the women I work with is finding healthy swaps. So instead of talking about restrictions, like I can't have that, let's replace that with 
um, let's swap that with replacing. Okay. So I don't know about you, but I don't do well when I'm told that I can't have something. Um, and I feel like if you're a part of this community, that you probably are a little bit wired like me. And so I feel like the same might be true for you. So I find that replacing less nutrient dense, less healthy options with more nutrient dense, healthier options has made a world of a difference for me in my overall health, but also in that relationship with food, right? So healthy swaps and replacing is a mindset shift and it involves, like I've empowered you, to educate yourself and truly to flip over packages and look at ingredient labels. It involves slowing down, which I know we don't love to do right now in society, but I'm empowering you to do that also. It involves slowing down. It involves having an honest moment where you ask yourself, is this the choice I want to make? Often we're in like such a rush to make choices because our worlds have become so chaotic and busy from one thing to the next that we don't even give ourselves the moment to say, is this what my body really wants? Is this what it really needs? Would that fuel me properly? Would it give me the energy I'm searching for? And sometimes when I ask myself, is this the choice I want to make? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes I am like craving the comfort food, right? So for example, um, I love In-N-Out <laughs> and sometimes I just need a little In-N-Out in my life, right? Can I get an amen on that? Anybody else? And so sometimes the answer is yes. But if I've been having In-N-Out like every Friday, like clockwork, and it starts to be like a pattern in my life, I have to start asking myself like, why? What's, what's actually going on underneath that choice that like I'm trying to use in and out to like cover up. Usually there's something emotional happening or something that I'm not addressing in my life. So if it's the choice I want to make, typically it's because when I, when I give it like a heck yes, it's because I haven't had it for a long time and I don't eat it a lot. But other times, like I said, if I'm trying to eat or drink my emotions away, my answer needs to become no. Charlie, my husband and I, we have this rule in our house that we try to implement as uh, as best as possible, but it's, it's a newer rule for us where we realized there was a season, especially during the global pandemic when everything was completely shut down, we found that we were using alcohol after we closed down from work that night to numb ourselves, to kind of escape the day. And so we got in this pattern where we would pour wine, we would watch TV, and it was just like shut down mode. And we also got in a pattern where if one of us was having a bad day, it didn't have to be both of us. It could just be one of us. If one of us was having a bad day, we would come home, open the wine and allow the other person to drown their sorrows in some wine. But we'd also enjoy in the festivities too. So it didn't matter. Like I could have a great day on Monday, but he had a bad day. And then like, I had a bad day on Tuesday, but he had a great day. But like, it didn't matter. We were like, I got your back, you know? And we realized that we didn't want to drink, to escape. Like we, we didn't want alcohol to be this thing that we use to escape our lives. We realized that we wanted alcohol to be something that we would celebrate. Like we love wine. We love going to wineries. We love the like learning about new wines and tasting wines. It's a slippery slope though. And it can be, and I, I'm being a little bit vulnerable and transparent with you guys, but I really want you to see like kind of inside my story a little bit that I could easily gravitate towards alcohol to numb and escape. And instead, the answer is a yes. We pour the glass when we're going to celebrate. And we keep each other accountable to that. If we're not celebrating, if we're doing it because we had a bad day, then it's a hard no. So you have to slow down long enough to ask yourself those questions and to be able to consider, 
why you're doing what you're doing. Why are you eating what you're eating? Why are you drinking what you're drinking? What are you consuming? What and and what's underneath that? Okay. I'll say that this list when I was trying to come up with 10 healthy swaps, like you can start making this week. I wanted this to be one of these things where it's not like, okay, I have to like go to the grocery store and like do all this stuff and like da da da. And it just to be like one extra thing, but I wanted it to be like super streamlined where like you can start implementing this right away. It doesn't have to be this long process. I actually found it hard for me to do this because some of these things I've been doing for so long that it just felt normal for me. So some of them might be super basic and simple. And I'm sorry if you're already like way past that, kudos to you. And some of them, they might be friendly reminders for you. And then some of them might be things you've never tried before. And I'm going to encourage you this week, like try it, try something and just see what you think about it. So number one, my first swap is swapping potatoes, rice, bread, carbs, etc for a vegetable base, like a cauliflower rice. Now, friends, I love carbs, like love them. Like a pool filled with mashed potatoes is my love language. Like I would swim in a pool of mashed potatoes. And <laughs> I feel my best when I have more veggies in my day. So one way I can sneak them in is by swapping my carb base for a veggie one. I don't do this all the time, okay? This is not like, I'm not anti-carb over here at all. I just have found that I gravitate towards too many carbs on my plate at every single meal. So if I've noticed like, okay, I had carbs with my breakfast and I had carbs to fuel me for lunch, maybe at dinner, I go more veggie heavy. Um, vice versa, if I had carbs with breakfast, but like a big salad for lunch, then I might implement carbs with my dinner. So I just try, like, I kind of have like a two out of three meal, like two of my meals each day, cool with the carbs. Try not to have a third one, like loaded with carbs, more veggies. So one of my favorite dishes, I'm actually making it tonight, is salmon curry bowls. And I do this with those bowls all the time because it, it turns out super yummy. So instead of putting rice as the base of the curry bowl, I put this cauliflower brand. I think it's blend cauliflower blend. <laughs> I think it's like green giant brand. It's in the frozen section, but it's a cauliflower rice and it's blended with peas and carrots. And it's really yummy, especially in the curry bowl. So I end up not missing out on the rice. I still like feel full when I'm done, but it's a lot better option for me. Now, again, do I still eat carbs? Yes. And amen. <laughs> I just make sure that I also get veggies in too. Number two, healthy swap number two. Swapping alcohol for sparkling water, kombucha, or mocktails. So I'll be real. I've shared this when I talked about 70 heart, 75 hard, but I don't feel my best when I drink more than a glass or two of any sort of alcohol. Maybe it's me getting older. I don't know. I used to be like, you know, maybe everybody when they're in their early 20s is like, buck wild like you can consume as much um and I feel like 24 24 year old Brit would be rolling her eyes at this but almost 40 year old me knows that it's true and so what I've learned is that I simply just sometimes it's not that I want a drink it's just I want something fancier than water so most bars that I go to they'll make me a mocktail one easy one is uh you can do mojitos really easy as mocktails and so if they don't have like a mocktail menu you can order a mojito super super easily um, but if I'm at home, I will usually do like sparkling water in a wine glass at night. Maybe I'll have a glass of kombucha to wind down. But I find 
it's not that I want a drink. It's just, I want a drink, something different than water. Healthy swap three, swapping lunch out for prepping and taking your own. I started this when I was a school teacher and it was a huge shift for me. You guys, not just on my physical health journey, but on my wallet, okay? Because it's so easy to spend 10 or $20 out on lunch and then repeat that five days a week. If you go out to eat every day on your lunch break, that's anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks every week that you're spending just on lunch, right? And so Sundays, what I love to do is I prep lunches for the week, but it also doesn't have to be mind-blowing. When I first started this journey, whatever I made for dinner the night before became my lunch the next day. I always had leftovers for lunch. Number four, swapping buying a drink from a vending machine to carrying a bottle with you everywhere. It's so simple, you guys, but it's rare, rare, rare that you will find me out of my house without a water bottle. First of all, it helps me make sure that I'm hydrating all day long, but it also keeps me from grabbing something sugary out of a vending machine or a drive-through or something when I get thirsty, okay? Super simple swap, but makes such a huge difference. Okay, number five, swapping coffee house drinks with homemade coffee or homemade Joe. <laughs> okay, it's been a process for me. This was a process, but I promise it's a game changer. Again, physical, yes, but also financial. And I get it, like you love the flavors, you love the choices, but Starbucks and these coffee shops use so many chemicals in their drinks. They're loaded with things that you cannot even pronounce when you look at the ingredient labels and then just added extra sugar and truly zero nutritional value. So you're drinking, and I'm not gonna sit here and talk to you about how many calories in versus out, but I do know that if you're consuming the majority of like what I would call empty calories, meaning they serve no nutritional value, that could be a huge catalyst for not feeling your healthiest. So checking, are you consuming zero nutritional value calories? If you are, how can you cut back on that? Um, and so at first for me, like I said, it was a process. So at first for me, it, I couldn't do coffee black. I truly needed the sugar and the creamer. So at home, I would, I'd still make my homemade coffee. At the time I had a Keurig and I'd, I'd do that. And then I'd add my sugary creamer into it and call it a day. But slowly I was able to like swap the sugary creamer for like uh, sweetened almond milk. And then eventually it was like unsweetened almond milk. And then I got to a point where like, I kind of just liked it black. Um, and and it it was a slow progression. So I I want you to remember that these swaps, sometimes they don't have to be like, all or nothing, like zero to a hundred, as one of my friends likes to say. All right, number six, swapping soy and processed plant-based options for cleaner choices. So our home is mostly meatless. We just feel better when we don't consume a lot of meat. Um, but I'll be real, there was a season that I was buying so much impossible meat. <laughs> you guys know impossible meat? It's absolutely delicious and it tastes like the real thing, but if you flip over impossible and read the ingredient label, you'll see that it's really not a healthy option. So I found recently a better brand that I love using and it's also delicious. So that's a double win, but it's called Abbott's plant-based. If you want to check it out, you can go check out my blog on this, on this episode and you'll see the link there where they sell it near you. I'm not affiliated with them at all. I just really love it. Um, but you can like put in your zip code and you can see what stores near you are selling Abbott's plant-based. They have three that I've seen in stores. They have a ground beef, they have a chorizo, a plant-based chorizo, and they have a plant-based chicken. And the ingredients are super clean. So for example, in the ground beef, the ingredients are filtered water, pea protein, 
tomato paste, extra virgin olive oil, porcini mushrooms, sea salt, onion powder, apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, garlic powder, black pepper, mustard seed, vinegar, ginger root, coriander, thyme. And that's it. I can pronounce everything I just said to you. And those are also things that I would have in my pantry that I could essentially make it myself if I really wanted to get crazy. So it's pretty awesome. So that's been a game changer. In terms of inflammation, I've been really looking at things that cause inflammation. And one of the things that causes inflammation is when I'm having too much soy and too much processed plant-based meat. And so I'm looking for options. Like if you're looking at impossible versus beyond, beyond is soy-free, impossible is not. So like just those sorts of things, it's just and I've only learned that, you guys, by looking at the labels and doing my research and, and looking at that. Also, though, trying things and then like waking up the next morning and saying, how do I feel? Do I feel bloated? Do I feel gassy? Do I feel like energized? Right. And just seeing how that food made me feel. Number seven, swapping regular pasta for protein pasta. And so it's kind of on the same note as number six with removing meat from our household. We're super conscious that we get enough protein now here's the deal. I'm not one of those people. It's like, you need protein if you're, if you're vegetarian, because there's plenty of ways to get protein that are not in animal products. But I do know that I need, I I'm loosey goosey when it comes to getting protein, because like I said, in point one, I love carbs. So if I had it my way, every plate would have a carb on it all day. And like, I'd forget about proteins. So for me, it's important that I make sure that protein ends up on my plate. So a, a simple swap that I do is I grab a brand like Banza. I think it's called Banza, Banza, Banza. I don't know. Um, again, I linked it in the, in the blog article so that you can check it out. But I swap that in place of regular pasta. It's gluten-free. So if that's on your radar, win for you, but it's also filled with protein because they swap the wheat that they're making the pasta with, with things like chickpeas or lentils. I'll also use like Target has their own brand of a chickpea lentil pasta. I'll look at Sprouts. They have their own brand. Um, and so I look, I just, it, I kind of decide what I need based on like the shape of pasta I'm getting that week. And then I decide, you know, price wise, which one's the best price, which one has the most protein in it, things like that. So again, it just takes me looking at labels, looking at prices and then making the best decision. Number eight, swapping microwave popcorn for popping my own. Okay. I know this one might seem ridiculous, but I love popcorn, especially at night as a snack. And back when I was a teacher, I always had bags on hand in my classroom to microwave for snacks, like on my lunch break or right after work, or honestly, a lot of the faculty knew me as the person that brought popcorn to the staff meetings because I really thought they were silly. And I just sit in the back and eat my popcorn. <laughs> but nowadays I pop my own. I grab popcorn in bulk and I keep it in a cute little jar in my pantry and then I make it over the stove. So this is how I do it. It's super simple. I heat like medium high heat. I put a tablespoon of coconut oil, a quarter cup of the kernels, and then I, I leave the lid like slightly tilted so it can vent. And then I, I move it around as it's starting to cook so it doesn't burn on the bottom at all. But that's it. And then it just pops. It's like five minutes later, it's all popped. I give it a little shake with some Himalayan salt. I love putting shaved fresh parm on top of it. It's amazing, but I get it. I get it. I get it. If that's like a whole lot for you, you're like, Brent, I'm not on that level of like popping my own popcorn yet. I get it. I get it. There's a brand called lesser evil popcorn. We actually took it when we went on our cruise in January. I was like, let me take some fun snacks. Cause like one thing about cruise ships, you guys, I, I already told you, I love snacks. I'm not giving up snacks. 
but on cruise ships, like, you know, you've got the buffet and you've got like all day, every day eating, right? Like round the clock eating, but there's no like snacks. It's always like food, like meals. And I love snacks. I love like chips or like popcorn. And so I was like, I'm going to bring snacks on the trip. And I found this brand actually, when I was looking for cleaner snacks to take on the ship with us, and the brand's called Lesser Evil, and it's it's pretty good. If you flip the package over, popcorn, uh, Himalayan pink salt, and and coconut oil, I think are the three ingredients they use. So it's super clean, super good for you, and tastes delicious. I have, again, a link in my blog for it, but if you... Uh, I've, I've bought it at Target before. So if you just peek at your local Target, I'm sure they probably have it too. Number nine, swapping vegetable oil for avocado, olive, or coconut oils. So with my cooking, yes. I, I don't know the last time I used vegetable oil to cook, to be completely honest. I always either, either use olive or coconut oil. And every once in a while, I think I have like a spray bottle of avocado oil um, for spraying like pans and things like that. But in my cooking, yes, but I also like to look at these oils when I look at ingredient labels because chips, a lot of times chips are made with vegetable oil and vegetable oil, back to this whole high inflammatory idea, vegetable oil can be highly inflammatory on our bodies, ladies, and mess with our hormones. And so in order to kind of keep that at bay, I try to gravitate towards any chip or brand that is not using vegetable oil for their cooking or sunflower or canola. All those are like in the same category. Instead, I look for brands that are using olive oil, uh, avocado oil, or coconut oil when they are cooking it. And so, like I said, while I love my salty snacks, like I love my snacks, I also don't like feeling bloated and blah after I eat my snacks. So a couple brands that are good are, like I said, the Lesser Evil brand, but also the brand Siete. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, again, they have this at Target. You can find it in most stores now, but they make really yummy chips with way better ingredients. And they even make uh, like taco shells too that I'll use for Taco Tuesday night as well. Okay, last one, number 10 swapping out, eating out for making a meal plan and cooking from home. Charlie was like, when I was telling him about this, this episode, he's like, okay, you, I hope you told them to like, instead of ordering Papa John's, like make a pizza at home. And I was like, kind of, not really, sort of, but you guys, I love being able, I don't know why I love it so much, but I love being able to have a plan put in place every week that blesses my family with home cooked meals. It's this idea of bringing us back to the table, back to conversation. And it's also knowing what's going in my food. And every time I shared this on my stories the other week, but you know, we were going to get pizza out the other day and I like backed out of it last minute. I was like, no, I'll just buy the stuff. One, it was cheaper to buy the supplies. And number two, I feel better when I make pizza at home versus when I go out and I get the greasy stuff. And every time I I remind myself of how much better I feel, I end up making that choice. It's again, slowing down long enough to make the, the choice for yourself. It's knowing what's going into my food. I don't know what's going in my food. Oftentimes when I order off of a restaurant or DoorDash, right? And get it delivered. I do know, however, typically what's in my food when I'm cooking it from home and I feel better. And like I've said previously, my wallet is fuller. And so, yes, we do go out to eat. It's not like we don't ever go out to eat. We're not like the lamest people you've ever met. It's just that when we do go out to eat, we make it special. Like we find a restaurant that actually has like an awesome menu or try something new or hit up a fave spot that we know is going to satisfy versus just gravitating to put something in our 
body because we're like starving at that point. So a meal plan has been life-changing for me, you guys. So that's it. Those are my 10 healthy swaps. And I really hope that this episode just, again, it, it opened up like maybe some awareness of things in your life that you're not even considering, right? This is education when it comes to my health journey has been everything for me. And so that's part of what I want to do here is I want to be able to equip you with the tools that have come from my trenches and just my personal education as I've been on journey and on pursuit to be my best self and, and pass that along to you guys. So if you love today's episode, you guys share it, uh, comment below, reach out. I love hearing from you guys. And I can't wait to see you guys next week with more midweek motivation. Have a great week, y'all.